Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by the co-founder of Lottie, Chris Donnelly. Chris is not only a really active and amazing voice on LinkedIn around cultural change, but also leads an incredible organization specializing in elevating later life. Chris's organization, Lottie, supports global organizations with being able to match the right individual with the right care home. So employees, if they are facing care and responsibilities, can be able to get their relatives into the right care at the right time. And this is something that's incredibly personal to me off the back of what I've faced across the last 12 to 24 months. So we're going to talk all things care and responsibilities, how we can support those carers within our organisations, and also how Lottie is really then making changes across companies when it comes to their wellbeing provision and support. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries. No, we've, we've wanted you on for, for a while now. And I know you're a busy man and a, a LinkedIn top voice and so on. So really excited to hear more about your thoughts, especially around elderly care in the workplace. Could you just share a little bit more about Lottie? I love what Lottie does. But for those that are slightly unaware or those that know a little bit, could you share a bit more for those people? Yeah, absolutely. A couple of years ago now, my, my brother and I were having, we were experiencing in our family anyway, a lot of problems with elderly care. So our own grandparents were going through significant challenges and finding care, finding quality care. And if anyone's had that as part of their family, you will know that it becomes an incredibly prominent thing within the family. It's kind of all you talk about for a period of time. And at the time I was running a, a marketing business and my brother was working in, he actually was working in the care sector, sort of property side of the care sector. And, you know, we had all these challenges and my brother said to me, do you think we could build a website that helps create transparency in the industry? You know a website that will help people understand, you know, what care has to offer and how they can find care and, and so forth. And so that was kind of the, the genesis moment for Lottie, which was we launched a website that would help people you know, effectively signpost people to finding great care. And now, we, you know, second most visited website in the care industry now, you know, we're supporting thousands of families and finding, you know, the right care and so forth. And what I think is very relevant to today's conversation is one of the things we realize is that the majority of people, when they're going through a significant moment of challenge with care at home, is they'll be working full time as well. And, you know, ONS data will show, for example, that this year or next year, more people in the workplace will have an elderly person dependent on them than their child, which is interesting because I suppose up until now, everyone sort of considered policies in the workplace very geared towards children and looking after parents and so forth. But there's this kind of like elephant in the corner that no one's really talking about because it's not something, you know, if you have a child, you announce it, it's exciting. You know, there's a buildup, whereas I suppose care and looking after someone often is viewed a bit more negatively. So we saw the fact that most people contacting us needed much more than signposting. They needed support. They needed specific tools. They needed resources. And so we launched Senior Care, which is our sort of core product for employers to help individuals within businesses to find, fund care. And so Senior Care went live about a year ago now, and we're now a platform within organizations that allows people to find, you know, care homes, carers for their own home, and just information about how to look after their family member and also how to afford it, fund it, and, and so forth. So that's a, a little bit about me. I love it. And there are two things I want to unpick. The first is I, I love a good business that's doing good for society. And definitely in that camp with, with quality founders. And the second thing is I've been through something like this very similar across the last year. 
And I think I underestimated the impact that it's had on myself and the amount of time and headspace as much as anything that goes towards finding the right care home, the right carer mm. at the right time. I think it's a genius solution. For those people that may be unaware, what's the kind of impact it's having on employees? Because some of it's tangible, some of it's intangible. It takes up so much headspace. Is there any data that you've got around that or stories that you can share with our audience to just be able to share how big a problem this is? Yeah, absolutely. The research that we've done will show that around 30% of your organization will be dealing with an acute caring challenge, which will be anything from time spent, you know, helping someone with groceries or helping someone with moving around, for example, all the way through to sort of almost permanent care, living with their parent or, or person they're caring for. And in terms of that initial decision making, so finding a carer and or finding a care home can take between 44 and 70 hours to actually make the right decision because there's so many options out there. If you haven't experienced it before, you don't know how to find good quality care. You don't know what good quality care is. You don't know the difference between respite and permanent and dementia care and you know care at home. You don't know what the government will pay for. And so you find yourself in this unbelievably isolated moment, which is you know you're at work full time to pay the bills, life is life. And at the same time, you've got to look after your dependent. And it's just a very challenging time. And a lot of the people we talk to and support are just going through what could only really be described as like a mental health crisis as well. Because mm -hmm. as you say, and if you've experienced it before, it's so dominating for your life. You don't know where to turn. It's an added expense often, even with the support. And so, yeah, you find people with a really challenging situation. And so for us to be able to say, you know, here is a, a group of carers who, you know, have been vetted, who are insured, you know, you can look at them in different parts of the country, or here is, you know, the best supply of care homes in the country that have been vetted by us. You know, it helps people cut that curve of learning down enormously. And then we built loads of tools now to actually help people within the platform to, to make decisions and learn more. Love it. Absolutely love it. Before we go on to a bit around senior care and how it works for organizations, organizations that you're working with and the impact that you're having, which I find quite astonishing. What can organizations do if they don't have the budget? We're speaking to CFOs at the moment. Things are being squeezed. We know that 30% of people are experiencing some kind of care and responsibilities within the workplace. What things can they do as either a quick win or free of charge to be able to build out their well-being strategy for that demographic and community? I think there's two, two core things that organizations can do, and, and we do a lot of free coaching and support and advice on this. But if you don't have the budget to afford you know, a solution like ours, for example, the first thing you can do is establish a care network within the organization. So you will find them immediately. You know, people who are passionate about the subject, who have done extensive amount of research because of their own lived experience. And so forming that carers from society within the organization is huge because it gives people a place to talk and share ideas and share learnings. The second thing that people can do is around like policy change. You know, you don't want people, I always think this is quite unfair nowadays, but you don't want people taking annual leave to deal with care, giving responsibilities en masse, because what you end up with is an individual who has then no holiday, who is completely burnt out and being less effective than they would have been. And I think that it's a bit like children, but often it's even more acute because again, there's not as much love and joy that comes from it. But, you know, if you have a senior team member and you recognize in your policies that that person can take time as a caregiver, I think that's the first step. So it's really just time and space for that individual to have conversations, but not feel like they need to eat into their own rest holiday time, as it were. 
I think that's really similar to a lot of advice around mental health as well, of giving people space, making sure they're the right policies. But I think it's absolutely imperative to have that caring element within there or around caring responsibilities for that that community. One of the things I'd love to touch upon is how does it really work for employers? What's the process that an employer would go through from inquiring about Lottie after this podcast, for example, all the way through to then using the solution for the end user for employees that may be looking after loved ones? Well, I suppose in its simplest form, if an organization contacts us, we will have a conversation about headcount. We'll have a conversation about what's in place from a policy perspective. I think the age of the organization's demographic matters quite a lot in our case. New startups tend to be quite young staff. It's definitely not an issue that's on their mind, but you know, a more typical company, a larger company tends to have a huge cohort of people who are deeply interested in our product. So day one would be about sort of setting up the actual platform for them, customizing anything that they wanted customized. And then it would be doing, you know, workshops and clinics with the organization. So we would schedule clinics to say, anyone of the organization can dial in. We will give a full run through on how the product works and the service works. And you can meet our care expert team who will tell you about, you know, all the, the offerings we have from supporting with, you know, anything from understanding what the local authority will give you and how you maximize the amount that you can get through to finding the best rated care home in your area or how does Lottie access the best fees for a home which you couldn't get yourself, you know, finding the best carers, all the way through to if you just want to have a cup of tea and talk to someone because you're having a challenging day and you want someone to just understand that it is really hard, then, you know, we're there for those people. And so the service itself is super straightforward. People log onto the platform. They can go through a variety of questionnaires to help them with what they're looking for. They can use the learning center. They can get directly put in touch with homes or they can simply say, I'm so overwhelmed. Can your team do this for me? And our team will go away, put together a bespoke report that says, these are your different options from carers at your home through to, you know, here's four care homes in your area. These are the best prices. We'll introduce you. We'll contact the home. So it's really can be everything from very light touch to complete white glove service. I love it. And I love the human element as well. I'm a big believer in that with digital solutions that there's some incredible digital solutions that are personalized, but having that human element coming through in a scalable way is really, really powerful. And the final thing that I'd like to just touch upon is around the future. In five years time, we've spoken about the ONS data at the moment, which is quite staggering. There'll be more people that are caring for loved ones than will be looking after children in the next year. In five years time, we have a lot of people creating five-year wellbeing strategies. Where do you see that going? Well, I mean, the problem today is, as, as we talk about with a lot of our clients now, you know, larger organizations, the problem is becoming apparent because we've reached that tipping point of more people have a dependent who's elderly than children. But over the next, let's say, five to 10 years, you end up with a situation where that problem moves 10 to 15% more. And again, we are all aware, and it's something that we all speak about a lot and sort of flippantly say aging population. But actually, the statistics around the aging population are quite wild. And so this problem for large organizations is going to become very acute. So we spoke earlier about policies. I think that's step one. But I think, you know, offering people the ability to make good decisions and save money in a cost of living crisis is is one of the most important things you can do right now. As people look at the five-year plan, they look at what is becoming more and more important to people. I think this is going to be one of the biggest macroeconomic problems we have as a society, let alone just just companies. I can see that absolutely coming as well. Chris, huge thanks for, for joining us today, but also huge thanks for the problem you're solving. 
something very close to my heart and I hope the audience really enjoyed that session. Thanks very much for having me. I loved it. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.